This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Every now and then you read an article that points to thawing of relationships between Israel and the Gulf countries. Earlier this year, the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations held its forum in Saudi Arabia. This was the first time so high a profile of Jewish leadership gathering had taken place in an Arab-speaking country. And the UAE are currently working together with Israel in finding a vaccine for corona. But has Israel's talk of annexation posed a threat to this emerging cordial relationship? Mohammed Nur Nodin is a risk analyst and a commentator on Middle East matters. He joins me now to tell me more. Mohammed, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Sharif. It's my pleasure to be with you and uh, good talking to you. We've known each other for a long time uh, since the SABC days, so good to finally get interviewed by you. Well, I hope this is going to be the first of many, Mohammed. Um, you are a Middle East expert and commentator. Uh, you know the region quite well. What is happening with Arab-speaking countries in Israel at the moment, Mohammed? First reality that we have, or one of the first problems, you know, uh, peculiarities of this issue is that uh, when we delve into this issue of, 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 of Arab-speaking countries, Arab countries, and Israel, uh, everyone asks the question as you're asking, you know, what is happening now? Where are we now? Uh, and of course, there's always a lot of criticism about, you know, positions that different Arab states are making, different Arab leaders are taking, and so forth. But you cannot talk about uh, where we are today unless, you know, you evaluate where Arab-Israeli relations uh, have been in the last 10 years ago, 90s, late 70s, 20 years of different wars, you know, you, 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 you have to take it, all of that into context and see how this, this relationship has gradually developed and changed. Uh, bloodshed, uh, peace agreements on one end, diplomacy, and, 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 uh, and the mixture of all of this. Uh, and you should also look at, at the constants that, that guide this debate, that guide this engagement, that ultimately is, 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 is to a great extent of the basis, the platform for this diplomacy. You should remember something that Arabs and Jews are, are almost ethnically one people, you know, uh, Abrahamic people, uh, Abrahamic faith uh, followers, monotheists. Very interesting, you know, Arab-Muslim understanding ideologically of, 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 of monotheism. It's almost, you know, a carbon copy of, 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 uh, of, of Judaism. You know, our interpretation of text how we interpret text as people, you know, uh, almost literalist, you know, if you go to our conservative parts of, of our communities, which is what we have been traditionally for the last, uh, you know, 1,400 years, Muslims and, and, and Jews much longer. So, so th- there's a common departure point. And, and even ideologically, spiritually, there is a common end point, you know, uh, death after death, our perception of, 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 you know, of that reality. So you're talking about a very complex situation. And it's very important to understand this because when you look at the Arab-Israeli situation, which is 70, let's run it off at 70 years, you know, there is really nothing in the context of a very, very long relationship, right? So there's a lot of baggage in this issue, if, 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 we, if, we, can, if we can put it simplistically. Now, again, we need to say, you know, where has, where, when you talk about the Arabs or Gulf states and Arabs and Israel, and Palestinians and Israel. I personally believe also that there is a difference. And over the last four to five years, the difference is becoming more and more apparent. Uh, 
I put it simplistically in the following terms and I say, you know, if by some click of a finger like Saw, uh, like Thanos, you know, in, in, the, in the Infinity Stone <laughs> Marvel movie, if by some click of a finger, you know, there were no more Palestinians, the Arab-Israeli issue will still continue and the problem will still be there. And if by some click of a finger all the Arabs disappeared, I promise you that the, the, the issue will probably disappear and Israel would live. And there would be no issue. Because what drives this issue, it's not only the issue of Palestine and Palestinian land and, and so forth. Uh, it is the issue of the coexistence of Israel as a people, as a nation, with its Arab neighbors. And this Palestinian-Israeli conflict issue would not have, you know, it, it, has been, it has been supported, it has been funded, it has been guided by the Arab states around it. The Palestinians would never, ever have been able to have gone this journey alone this long, over 70 years, without the Arabs. And many people, uh, analysts, many activists, you know, try to very whimsically, uh, you know, uh, dismiss developments in the Arab world and dismiss the partners of the Palestinians in this Palestinian-Israeli issue. Uh, and if you look at example, how the debate has changed, we went through numerous wars, and then Sadat comes around, and Sadat says, okay, let's have peace. Egypt, then King Hussein has peace. We have Oslo. So this issue has gone through many, many interesting changes and developments. Even Hamas, even Hamas eventually came and said, you know, let's do a 10, 20-year peace, etc., which is different to where Hamas was in the 90s and early 2000s and so forth. The debate and engagement changes constantly on, 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 with, 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 within the Arab quarters. And so now, where we are in 2020, 2019 to 2020, it's another level. And I think it is developing a new reality, a new level of diplomacy, uh, and, 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 and there are new factors in the region. You know, many key players are no longer there. Saddam is no longer there. Syria, you know, ISIS has weakened the security of Arab states. Uh, which has weakened Syria, of course. Uh, you know, the, the, the regime changes in North Africa. Uh, people like Gaddafi is no longer around. Very recently, uh, Omar al-Bashir is no longer around. Uh, there's new, fresh, young leadership in the Gulf. You know, Mohammed bin Zayed, Mohammed bin Salman, uh, the Bahrainis, the Kuwaitis are taking different positions. Uh, you know, so, so the, the landscape has changed and there's a different generation, a new generation of voices, a new generation of ideas. Uh, and, and, and at the end, I mean, who, I mean, I will not tell you, the, Prime, the, the Minister of Foreign Affairs of Bahrain last year in the Bahrain uh, conference said, Israel is here to stay like Camp David. That is what he said. And, it, and if you came 25 years ago, man, what were Arab foreign ministers say? You know, the, the, the rhetoric 25, 30 years ago was much different. So it's important to understand that an undeniable fact is that the tone of diplomacy and, and the, 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 the way in which Arab states, and I mean primarily the Gulf states, uh, you know, Egypt and Jordan uh, are supporting these efforts, it's definitely changing to, to, to a much more positive, more realistic uh, relationship um, with Israel. Uh, and, 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 it, 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 and of course, this without a share of a doubt, you cannot engage Israeli relationships uh, without a comprehensive engagement of other relationships in, in, in this region, such as American relationships, you know, European relationships, Russian relationships, etc. All of, all of these global partners who have 
co-manage the situation. So the Trump administration, of course, you know, uh, started, I mean, one of the, I think the first international trip that President Trump took was to Saudi Arabia. You know, uh, uh, the relationship between the Trump administration, Gerard Kushner, and the Saudis, the Emiratis, the Israelis, and so forth, is not a secret. So with this type of support, you know, uh, from the USA, and again, very interestingly, you know, conservatives working together, a bunch of conservatives working together, trying to move this, 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 this stalemate. Because remember, we've also had a serious stalemate in Israeli-Palestinian relations for the last almost 10 years. And, and I, I would believe that Arab states are, are frustrated because of their numerous internal regional issues. And I believe it's very clear that the Emiratis, the Egyptians, the Saudis, uh, the Jordanians are, are, are going on their own in terms of saying, if we are changing our relationships with Israel, we are doing that for our peace, our security, our financial, economic prosperity, and, and to get over this. And they probably, not probably, they perceive that then the Israeli-Palestinian issue directly continues to be an issue between the Palestinians and the Israelis. And the Arabs through the Arab League and other global forums continue to support those efforts, but they are separating their own political and security interests from the Palestinian-Israeli uh, 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 issue uh, of occupation and 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 and, and, and the two-state solution, etc., and, uh, and and they're going on their own, and they have invited the Palestinians, for example, to the, the Bahrain conference last year. But the Palestinians didn't attend. Now that is the Israelis officially, right? So uh, that's very interesting. But I mean, uh, why does Netanyahu care? He's getting golden heights, back, right? So attending the conference really wasn't wasn't important to him. Uh, but the, the, the important thing is that the that the, that the, a large part of the Arabs are politically have made the decision that they will move into a certain direction irrespective of what happens with the Palestinians and the Israelis. And I think this is a, it's a, it's a, it's a very, very, very big idea, you know, philosophical, ideological, diplomatic statement and an and, and event. It's a huge event, you know, that Arab states are saying we are differentiating and separating our national interests, our regional interests from the Palestinian issue. Because the rhetoric and the ideology for decades has always been we and the Palestinians are tied in our destiny, in everything. And with the new generation of leadership and the new realities on the ground, new realities, I mean ISIS, uh, the, the persecution and the annexing of or the persecution of the Muslim Brotherhood and almost, I mean, they're on the run. You know, the weakening of the Muslim Brotherhood, which has a huge influence as, as an extremist organization across the region for a good couple of decades. Funded and supported by the powers, of course, as well. You know, the, 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 uh, the escalation of the threat in Iran, the escalation of, of, of the Iranian threat through its presence in Iraq and Syria and so forth. All of this has, 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 has changed the dynamics. And I repeat again, you know, Arab states have said we are separating. We are separating our relationship with Israel. And this, and our relationship with Israel in relation to the Palestinian issue. We're looking at it as, 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 as two separate issues. What role do you think the Arab nations can play in bringing about peace between Israelis and Palestinians? No, I, I, I think that peace between Israelis and Palestinians, it's a, it's a, it's a long process, you know. Uh, it's a traumatic process for, for, for both nations. And 
you know, there's the, 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 the reality. There's the state of Israel and there are Palestinian people. There's a Palestinian authority and this issue has to be solved. I think more cooperation and more understanding, especially in this time of crisis between Palestinians and their Arab partners is what is needed. Because Palestinians have not existed except through their partners. And I don't mean their partners, people sitting in some liberal office in New York and some liberal office in London or Copenhagen or wherever they're sitting, you know, and sending out pamphlets and, and sending and, and, and this cheap rhetoric. No, no, I mean real partners, real partners, you know. Where do Palestinians, their refugees live? Who has funded Palestinians? Who has, you know, looked after Palestinians and the Palestinian cause over the last 70 years? It is Arab partners. Without the Arab partners, the Palestinians are nowhere. And so Palestinians, you know, really need to, to a great extent, you know, consider, consider what their partners, where their partners are going. Uh, in one end, and and hope because I think I believe there is definitely a strain in the relationship between the Palestinians politically, and even as a people, and many of the traditional Arab partners, which is very unfortunate. Now, no one, of course, can determine and dictate a solution to the Palestinians and tell them you must accept A, B, C. You know, because it's not my house, it's not my land. I'm not living there. It's not my farm. I, I can't. It's not my right to give up or so to force them to give up or to accept or to give, right? Where, where we are at the moment, we have a crisis of leadership, we have a crisis of trust, and we end, I, I know this, this word is so, it's always flaunted, you know, very, very, you know uh, the communication, crisis of communication. But I don't think necessarily communication that simplistically, but, you know, the last eight years have also been very difficult for the Arab world. There's been revolution, there's been uh, Arab Spring, and ISIS, and so forth. And the Palestinian issue has taken a backseat. I mean, if it was number one on the agenda, you're lucky if it's number 10 or number 12 on, on any Arab agenda today. So the Palestinians need to bring the issue back up to the agenda, right? They need to re-engage the Arab, the, the Arab brothers. Arab people also need to say, okay, we are sitting with this thing for 70 years. We have to develop. The world has moved on. You know, there are certain realities which cannot be changed now. If this is what Arab political principles are saying, you know, it is time that everyone else who is in this partnership consider this. The fact that we're having the conversation that it should be considered means we have moved from where we were 20, 30 years ago. Uh, I believe that the next few years, whether anyone likes it or not, will lead to more normalization of relations between, the, between Israel and its Arab neighbors in the greater region. This is already happening. I, I don't know if the relationships or if the trust is enough, or if the mechanisms exist today, as we are sitting now to 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 forward, you know, uh, any gains for the Palestinians. Uh, the Trump peace plan is a reality. It's a very aggressive peace plan, aggressive against the Palestinians, and they will be losing a lot. They do not possess the partnerships at the moment, or the political will from their partners, you know, to 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 escalate any form of of of, of uh, any form of uh, response to that. I mean, other than some nice statements coming from the Arab League and etc. That's about where it's going to end. Uh, you know, compared to again, everything has to be compared to what Arab states were like 20, 30 years ago. Which means, again, you know, that, that we, we need more involvement of Arabs uh, politically, more involvement of Arab people through, 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 through civil society. We need more understanding, more listening. Uh, you know, at the end of the day in South Africa, you know, uh, I, I do, first of all, I do not believe the South African experience is an experience which you can copy and paste 
to the Israeli conflict. And I don't think there are similarities. A few here and there, but definitely not. But in, in, in South Africa, if, one, if there's one thing we learned, it was that there has to be dialogue, you know. There has to be dialogue. You have to talk to each other. You have to talk to the people you don't like. And you should allow people to talk. You know, if, if Saudis want to talk to Israelis, let them talk. You know, if, if, if Marathis want to talk to the Israelis, let them talk. You know, if Kuwaitis, Bahrainis, Qataris, Omanis want to talk to the Israelis, let them talk. You know, why is it every time that someone speaks to Israelis, we want to burn, we want to burn a city down. We want to curse them on the internet. We want to fight with them. Let people talk to each other, you know. Uh, it, it, it really is that simple because only through engagement and, and us allowing this engagement can we, can we nurture new relationships and, and new ways of, of resolving this issue. Because this issue has to be resolved. I mean, I'm, I'm in my early 40s, you know. Since I was 9 or 10 years old, I, I used to hear my dad and his friends talking about this issue. And my kids hear me talking about this issue. And guess what? The reality hasn't changed. So we cannot leave for the next generation these a matter of such seriousness unsolved. That's, that's why I ended. We've run out of time, um, but obviously there's so much more to talk about, and perhaps you can be a regular guest on my show for highlighting you know, the region, because there's, there's never enough to be said. But thank you so much for, for giving your views and sharing your insight on what is a complex region, and hopefully there are positive signs there for us to go forward. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and all of the best. That was Mohammed Nur Nadin, who is a risk analyst and commentator on Middle East matters.